Welcome to Let's Talk Learning Disabilities with Lori Peterson and Abby Weinstein. Lori and Abby spend their days talking about dyslexia, dysgraphia, dyscalculia, and ADHD. They talk to parents of struggling students and adults who have had a lifetime of academic challenges. They want to share those stories along with their own insights with you. So, let's talk learning disabilities. everybody. This is Lori. And this is Abby. Welcome to Let's Talk Learning Disabilities. We are bringing you another episode in our 12-part series called Turning Struggles into Triumphs, Parenting Through Learning Challenges. So sit back, relax, and enjoy today's interview. Have a great day. Hi, Jennifer. Thank you so much for being with us today. We really appreciate you coming and being willing to be interviewed. Well, thank you for having me today. I appreciate it. I can't wait to share our story and just the process of everything. Well, good. We're excited to hear a little bit more about your story and your experiences. And and hopefully, and I feel pretty certain that at least one listener out there will feel similar to how you felt or have walked Mm. in your shoes and benefit from hearing your story. So first off, tell us a little bit about the struggles that you observed Prior to any diagnosis, whether they be academic or behavioral, what types of struggles were you observing at home or hearing from teachers at school? Well, for uh, my son, it was he was in first grade when COVID hit. So it was the very end of uh, COVID and his kindergarten first grade year was great phonics. You know, he was getting those skills. And then after coming back with masks Um, second grade, I saw some phonemic awareness and some phonic struggles. Um, And then third grade was a really big struggle for him with writing. And again, the phonics, the phonemic awareness, and just needing that extra little bit of help and guidance. I'm actually an educator myself. And I was at a nonprofit inclusion charter school. And because of my long hours, I thought maybe some of the process was maybe me needing to work with him more at home. And so last year, because third grade, he his teacher did not handle him well. So he would come home very upset, his um, in tears, just reading was not enjoyable for him. We worked through fourth grade. I had actually changed jobs last year and changed mm-hmm. positions, teaching positions, and to be more involved with him because as a mom, you know, I'm like, hey, what can I do? So we, he had a really great fourth grade team, but there were still all those struggles, even working with him more. So I decided with his uh, writing and his, again, phonemic awareness and everything, and it's just that writing process. I was like, there's something going on here. Um, I am actually SPED certified, but again, as a mom, it's kind of hard because you're like, I want to, you know, it is, it's a different process. Exactly. And kids don't really tend to work as well with their parents as they do with a teacher or a tutor or some, you know, strange adult. Absolutely. And was he in a public school or a private school at the time? He is actually in a private school. So their accommodations are a little bit different. Um, But but at the time when you were observing the difficulties Mm -hmm. and struggles, he was at a private school? He's a private school. Yes, he's at St. Rita's in Dallas. And he actually was getting, again, his fourth grade team was doing what they can because prior to fourth grade and below, they can give extra accommodations um, prior to a diagnosis. And then we decided, I decided, you know what, let's in March, we 
during spring break, I decided, you know what, let's get him tested. And I'm so glad that I made that choice because it's just, I feel like we're setting him up for success. And I know it was a struggle when he was diagnosed though. Sure. So, so the school realized there were difficulties and they had kind of put some different supports in place Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. were trying to do as much as they could Mm -hmm. given their guidelines and, you know, below fourth grade Mm -hmm. or above fourth grade. But he still enjoyed school, which was really, again, it's that teacher when you have teachers that really that love and that passion. And because it's, you know, you won't, you don't want kids to hate reading as it is. You don't want them to hate the subject areas. And so I was glad, but again, and again, as a parent, I was trying my best last year to see what can I do because I right. was more involved. Sure. And that's so important that he still felt good about school and he enjoyed mm-hmm. school. And and that does, like you say, it said, it does say a lot about the teacher. You know, she made mm-hmm. him feel comfortable and safe mm-hmm. and being and, and even comfortable enough to say, I need help or I don't understand mm-hmm. and being mm-hmm. open and willing to accept that extra help and mm-hmm. also not feeling like different or quote unquote dumb or lazy. So I think that yes. really says a lot about his teacher mm-hmm. and his school environment that he was still feeling pretty good about school and going to school every day. Yes, because he was actually diagnosed at nine and a half years old in the summer of not, uh, when he was nine with diabetes. So third coming in third grade, that was just one more struggle with it. And then, mm. you know, after his diagnosis and then fourth grade, again, it's just that support of I'm different, but it's I'm like different, you know, it's just, it was, mm-hmm. it was just one more thing. He's that person that doesn't want to be called out in front of kids. And again, sure. if you have a teacher that kind of, doesn't bring that love. And I mean, he did his, he actually has good friends that actually said the teacher made him cry in third grade. And that just broke my heart. That does break my heart. That's Mm -hmm. horrible. So third grade was probably not a great experience. But the rest that made made fourth grade, even that much sweeter. Mm -hmm. And third grade was coming back from, they finally got to wear no masks, you know, wearing masks, but uh, towards the end. And again, I was just hoping those, those skills, because we all realize how much these kids were, some of these kids were lacking and stuff. Mm-hmm. Despite despite being at a private school, he still needed a little more support. Right. And, you know, not every child can learn being taught through a computer online. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. they need to uh, have demonstrations and see it and hear mm-hmm. it and do it and touch it. And, you know, that multi-sensory mm-hmm. input. So that was probably really struggle, a real, a real struggle that those primary foundational literacy skills were mm-hmm. being taught virtually. Mm-hmm. So then he, in so fourth grade, he was happier. He had a good teacher. He was doing better, but you were determined to follow your gut, right? Mm-hmm. And move mm-hmm. to, I need to seek out an evaluation. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. And then what was that, what was the evaluation process like for you? Well, again, for, for it, was, it was pretty simple. You know, it was pretty nice. It was like once we called you guys and just set up that testing initial evaluation, I know he was again, kind of like, okay, I bribed him. I'll be honest. I brought, he loves uh-huh. the Chick-fil-A shakes. And I was like, look, I just want to get you the help that you need to meet you where you're at, you know, and right. like whatever happens happens. And, you know, Thankfully, y'all were amazing with him. And so once we got through the process, we set a date. I mean, it was such a breeze with getting him tested. You know, it worked out during spring break. 
And then we got the evaluation and, you know, we don't go through the steps, but he really actually opened up during the evaluation. And when y'all were talking with us, it was just so heartening. Like it was just so good to hear it and have him hear certain things. And Mm -hmm. I also actually had my grandparent, my, I mean, his grandparents, um, my parents come in with the evaluation because they're very involved. We actually live with them. Mm -hmm. And so my grand, my dad picks my son up from school. And then my mom, sometimes when I was my old job would really work with him on homework prior to his diagnosis and prior okay. to me changing my, my teaching position. Cause I wasn't mm-hmm. getting home till five thirty, six o'clock at night sometimes with my old right. job. And but they were very invested in a big part mm-hmm. of his, his, mm-hmm. Ed, mm-hmm. his schooling and education. But again, grand, like you said, grandparents working with your parents, completely different. Totally you different. Yep. <laughs> so, so then when you, at the end of the evaluation process, mm-hmm. you met with us, we sit mm-hmm. down, we kind of walk you through that written report and go over all of the results. Mm-hmm. You're, um, he was diagnosed with dyslexia, dysgraphia, and a mm-hmm. possible visual processing disorder. Is that correct? Uh, visual, his eyes, it's a visual impairment for just a little bit. His eyes, his two eyes actually were fighting each other. Okay. So he's wearing glasses for about a year now. And then he's actually, he actually should get his glasses off this coming um, November. Okay. But yes, the process has been. So you went to the the optometrist that Mm -hmm. we recommended Mm -hmm. to look further into learning related vision issues. Yes. Dr. Barry is incredible. Their staff is awesome. And so I'm so proud. (laughs) I know. I love them. I'm so glad you did that. Mm -hmm. So then when, so first of all, how did you feel when you heard or read the diagnoses and found out, you know, that he had three things going on. It didn't surprise me. Um, we actually have dyslexia in our family. His great, um, great uncle actually was diagnosed many, many years ago when he was a child, um, at Scottish Rite. And oh, wow. my mom actually worked with, it was my dad's youngest brother. And my mom worked with him for many years. Um, and cause he struggled in school. Mm-hmm. And so I could, I kind of felt like, okay, as a mom, I felt double-edged sword. I felt kind of like guilty because I, maybe I should have done this sooner. But at the same time, I'm like, you know what? This is the steps we took. We saw the signs. Let's, you know, fourth grade was the end of the year. Let's start off fifth grade strong because middle school right. is, it's going to be hard because in fifth grade, they actually have like five teachers exactly. <laughs> plus electives. So I wanted they to make sure, them. you know, I kind of felt like, okay, we got this. Now let's do the next steps. Good. And so, so- it just kind of an eye-opening, like, okay, yep, this is what I thought, but it's just good to hear and know, like, okay, it is for sure, and I don't want to push him to where I'm doing things that are causing him to shut down. Right, exactly. So it sounds like it kind of affirmed, reaffirmed what your Mm -hmm. gut instinct Mm -hmm. was telling you, Mm -hmm. and it also sounds like you, you said that it made you understand more about kind of like how his brain is going to learn and then having a plan moving forward. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. If you don't know why certain things are a struggle for your child or mm-hmm. you don't have that quote unquote diagnosis or label mm-hmm. or, or that term yeah. that defines mm-hmm. why he struggles with what he struggles with, mm-hmm. it's hard to make a plan of action to help mm-hmm. him be more successful. Exactly. It's hard to meet him where he's at. It's hard to meet him where he's at. Exactly. And help him understand Mm -hmm. why, you know, you're very, very bright. Your brain just Mm -hmm. learns differently and you need some different fuel Mm -hmm. to help kind Mm -hmm. of level the plane. 
And with di- diabetes, it's hard because his blood sugar, and it's like, okay, if you're too high, is it causing, it, it can cause some, you know, brain fogginess if it's too mm-hmm. low. And so that's kind of another thing that we are trying to figure out. And then again, with all this diagnosis, we're trying to put it all together, all the pieces of the puzzle together. Sure. So it's nice yeah, to have the pieces. that's a lot on top of everything. The diabetes mm-hmm. can really, really affect mm-hmm. how you're functioning day to day, depending on where your blood sugar levels are at. Mm-hmm. So, so then when you, you got the evaluation results, mm-hmm. then did you go and share it with the school and how did that go? You know, were, were they open and responsive and did they put supports in place? Yes. So uh, interesting thing is, um, a teacher that I used to teach with at St. Paul's and Richardson, a bunch of St. Paul teachers had moved over to St. Rita and the Miss Riley was actually helping with some things last year with fourth grade. And then the fifth grade team, um, the funny thing is his first grade teacher is the dyslexic teacher for middle school now. So it kind of like, it's a full circle because again, he loved first grade. Um, But yeah, they were very open. We didn't meet until the beginning of the school year, just because again, it was towards the end. Um, I mean, I got some, I met with the teachers that were in fourth grade. I said, Hey, this is going on. We'll continue. They continue to do the uh, process and they continue accommodations that they were using. And then it was like, let's get you set up for August. And then right before school started, I met with the entire fifth grade team, like special teachers, all of his teachers, um, his classroom teachers, and they've been really receptive. It's interesting, though, because at Catholic schools, it's a little bit different, private schools, uh, as far as, like, reading accommodations, um, mm-hmm. because they are setting – because high schools don't necessarily have some of the reading accommodations. And so my main concern um, was part of his math process, because I've noticed with, like, word problems, rereading it to him has helped at home. And – I feel like that's with any kid as well. But again, they don't offer that accommodation because high schools don't do it. Um, but again, they're very open to everything and they're very helpful in like giving him anything that he needs. He's doing small groups for testing, whatever Great. he needs. He was doing a group with his uh, dyslexic teacher who actually just went through the whole Scottish Rite program last year, Mrs. Hocamp. And she actually said, Hey, if, you know, if he needs any extra help, let me know, you know, because it's only one quarter, every quarter mm-hmm. they do different things. And so they, they thankfully have been working really hard and I appreciate all that they do. Um, oh, good. Again, it's, it's been a great, it's been a great process. It's just, he's making all A's and B's right now. Wow. Again, so that's, and he, again, he comes home every day is a great day. Every day is a good day at school. Oh, I'm so happy you know, to hear that. I may and not get everything out of him, but at least get amazing. a good day. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. So, so they, so that your private school that he attends mm-hmm. happened mm-hmm. to already have a dyslexia specialist on campus, right? And so he works with her. So we actually had a dyslexia specialist um, that does the younger grades. And I, he did, I forgot to, sorry, but forgot to mention that. He did work with a dyslexia special that does the younger grades for from um, after school a couple of days of the week last year from uh-huh. March until May. And then fifth grade, because again, I found out his first grade teacher is the dyslexia specialist. And she put him to a small group to help 
do, you know, organization skills, work with him. Mm -hmm. Um, All his teachers have just talked about how great he's doing as far as organizational and working hard and participation. Even his reading is like almost the highest score. And he loves, like, he loves history. So he's coming home with history books again. He's always done that. But it's like, he asked the other day, can I take my book to, we went to Lubbock. And uh-huh. he goes, can I take my book with me? I said, absolutely. <laughs> like, wow. open that book up and read it. That is so cool. So now mm-hmm. he's wanting to read. So mm-hmm. obviously, you know, mm-hmm. it tells me that he feels more capable and confident mm-hmm. in his reading skills, for sure. Absol- yes. I mean, oh, it's one of his highest scores right now. That is so wonderful. Oh, I'm so, so happy to hear that. That is wonderful. And then as far as seeking any outside services, you mentioned that um, you went to see an optometrist, Mm -hmm. which for those that are listening that are not in the Dallas-Fort Worth area, we um, had recommended a developmental optometrist for Jennifer to take her son to because we suspected a visual processing disorder or some sort of functional vision impairment that really impacted like the way his eyes were working together when reading and writing. And they did find, it Mm -hmm. sounds like that, was it more of like an eye teaming issue that was Mm -hmm. going on? Yeah, it was one eye was fighting with the other. And so they got him some correction glasses. Okay. So he's, he's been wearing those since uh, maybe April or May getting used to those. It's been a struggle, Mm -hmm. but we went just a few weeks ago to doc to Dr. Barry and we're going to go again in November, but she suspects that with those corrections, he should be great to go and not have to wear them coming after November. If he wears them during reading and stuff. So we'll see, Right. (laughs) you know, it could have been six months. It could have been a year. She just said depends on everything, but yeah, that's gone really well. And he really likes her. She's, superb so it's it's been really helpful i'm so glad that that was an easy process Mm -hmm. and a good Mm -hmm. experience and then it was it sounds like it was a really easy fix you know so it's not like he needed three Mm -hmm. months of vision therapy she Mm -hmm. recommended these special they're probably prism lenses Mm -hmm. right yes they are he's got some prism lenses david beckham prism lenses nonetheless They came Even in the cooler. mail and I was just like, David Beckham has prison. All right. <laughs> okay. Well, what, what right, whatever, famous whatever person works. doesn't sell something out there on the market? Right. <laughs> hey, I commend him for selling something that's very helpful for, for kids. So, yeah, you know exactly. what? Go for it. <laughs> that's amazing. Well, I am mm-hmm. so, so glad that he's doing well, that he's thriving in school yes. and that he's feeling very confident and capable and mm-hmm. <laughs> loving reading now. That's so awesome. Just to know that even that vision issue, you know, sometimes I know he would say my eyes are blurred, you know, my, my head hurts, whatever. But again, Better. I didn't always attribute that to actual vision issues because I was still thinking, again, diabetes. What is diabetes? Right. What is his personal, you know? And so it's kind of, it was again, hard process, but yes, he's, sure. I'm so happy that we worked with you guys. I'm so like the process, just y'all were so well, friendly and open. And I know that he felt empowered y'all empowered him. And that's as a mom, as an educator, I love seeing outside sources empower kids, parents, mm-hmm. the community, because that's what we need. Right. Absolutely. Well, good. I'm so glad that you felt empowered and that he did too. And, 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 you know, I'm sure that now he understands more about why things are challenging for him. 
he's starting to advocate for himself and his own needs. And Mm -hmm. by telling you, you know, this works for me, this doesn't work. And hopefully each year as he gets older, he will learn how to ask Mm -hmm. for if the teacher forgets that, you know, he gets to test in a quiet, separate room or Mm -hmm. have tests read or things like that. He'll start advocating for it and asking for what he needs. I think that's fabulous. Well, I am so happy, Jennifer. I'm so thrilled that you guys are doing great and that it was a great process. If you had, you know, one thing to recommend to a parent listening that is maybe experiencing the same difficulties that you experienced several years ago, what would you do you have anything that you would recommend for them? I would just don't wait because you don't want your child to get further behind, even if it's costly. I'm sure you could figure out a way somebody around you could help figure out a way at cost because it's, it is costly, but it's worth it. It's worth the steps to help your child and just love of learning again. Right. Okay. Don't, don't beat yourself up as a parent. That's right. Don't beat yourself up. Exactly. There's no handbook into parenting. Mm -hmm. And, Mm -hmm. you know, I think a lot of us too, we look and we say, we give them the benefit of the doubt and say, you know, he's just developing slower. It'll come eventually. And we sit and wait, or we turn to who we think are the experts, the educators at school, and oftentimes just trust what they say. Mm -hmm. So I, I really love your advice with go with your gut, you know, push for, you know, services, go for a private evaluation. If you have to, if you suspect something's going on and fight for your child. Mm -hmm. I think that's wonderful. Well, thank you again so much, Jennifer. We really appreciate your time and sharing your story with us and being so open and honest and vulnerable. Thank you again for having me. You're welcome. You guys have a great day. Thanks for listening. Thank you so much for joining us today. In our show notes, you can find information about today's talk, as well as links to resources and other episodes. If you have questions about today's talk, have ideas for future episodes, or just want to stay connected, you can contact us through Diagnostic Learning Services on Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, and Instagram. So, let's keep talking learning disabilities. This podcast is sponsored by eDiagnostic Learning. You can find more information at www.ediagnosticlearning.com.